What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Idols for Idols podcast. This is episode number 29, almost to 30. Um, like I talked about last time, we've had quite a few episodes this year, and hopefully it will be um, only increased as, as soon as the new year comes around. And I can't believe it's already, what is it, December 9th? So we are flying through this year. Um, as I've stated in many podcasts before, it feels like kind of been stuck, you know, I, I've done a good bit of traveling, um, obviously with COVID restrictions, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but, um, uh, done a good bit of traveling, but it still doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same. Like with summer, like I said, summer seems like it really didn't happen. Um, but welcome back to the idols rivals podcast. Like I said, this episode number 29, my name is Jack at Jack Hummel with two M's, two L's on Instagram and YouTube. Those are the main two. And, uh, on this podcast as well, we're on Spotify, iTunes, um, wherever you get your streaming service, we have it. Um, and I say that for everyone watching on YouTube live, because if you didn't know, if this is your first episode, I record, um, video live and upload it to my YouTube channel. Um, so if you look up Jack Hummel, you hit subscribe, like, I'd really appreciate it. Really trying to grow the YouTube channel. I'm big into video. Um, I've really learned that I like audio as well. That's why I've been doing so many of these podcasts on more podcasts than actual videos, but that will soon surely change. But I do like audio. If you know me in real life, I never stop talking. So it is kind of something that I think I'm built for built different, you know, just never shut up and keep talking. And that's why you get a microphone and a camera and a free streaming service. And uh, you just start talking about random stuff that that nobody really cares about or it doesn't really matter and just you have fun with it because that's what we're all about um but quick sports update alabama as you all know crushed lsu and uh Devonte smith for heisman i'm saying it right now i said it last year i'll say it again i love jalen waddle with all my heart i think Devonte smith is just a better receiver um but i think they're both going to the hall of fame in the nfl and that's uh that's on god um but yeah so that's the quick sports update um we're back we're ready we're, we're going at it um it's been a long week. I don't know about you guys, but uh, putting that work in, putting that grind in, just sometimes you got to put your head down and grind. Um, I worked last Saturday, so I've been working. It'll be 10, the last um, 11 out of 12 days. So I'm, I'm ready for this weekend. I'm ready for a break, ready to see, uh, ready to hang out with the boys and get uh, get out, have a little bit of fun, and um, then get back to the grind. But um, it's really – I've been listening to this audiobook recently called The Mail Room, and it's kind of about um, – not kind of, it is about – the the mailroom in the late 60s early 70s of hollywood and so they talk about how how things were run with like uh katherine hepburn audrey hepburn um and how like the executives and stuff they'd go take people out to lunch these celebrities that and now they're all obviously huge huge celebrities like i said the hepburns um and other other famous actors james dean things along that nature and these guys were mailroom guys they would order they would babysit their kids they would um what else would they do? They would drive their cars. They'd pick up their, their laundry, things along that nature. And they really talk about the grind. I think there's like three authors. I'm listening to an audiobook, So it's a little confusing because they'll say a last name in kind of script form. So I don't know if you've ever read a script, but it says like last name or character name. And then they kind of do their, their, um, their lines. And so they are really talking about how the grinding and how opportunity comes at, at random times and you gotta be ready for it. And you gotta be ready for the good decisions, the bad, and the kind of the gut feeling with um decisions and so they were talking about how it in the moment you got to know the right decision but you never will know the right decision so you just got to act there is a great quote that i love i can't remember what book it's from but the best decision is the right decision the second best decision is the wrong decision and the worst decision is no decision and so i think if you're ever struggling with a with a big decision in life or, or turns to take or which road you should go down you you never really know the right answer. You just got to go with what feels right at the time. And who knows? Uh, Gary V once said, 
he goes, who, who knows? You make the right decision. You choose a different path. Um, and you think about all the opportunity lost because you didn't choose that path. Who knows? You could have been in a car accident. You could have been, you could have got cancer. You could have done whatever, but you don't know. You chose a different path. You did this, you did that. So you can never live in regret of, I went left instead of going right and thinking about all the things that you didn't do. You got to focus on the path that you are, that you are going down and that you uh, accept. But really the, uh, the book talks about how they're just, they were grinders. They would run around, they wake up, they had no lives. They would have, they talked about sneaking into like the Grammys um, and the Oscars and how that was like their whole life was just serving other people, trying to get to a talent agency and things along that nature and work and manage uh, professional creators. And prof- I guess they weren't really called creators, but talent and the way that they would just grind and grind and grind. And Hey, if you screw up here, it's like you're fired and you got to restart. And half these guys came out of, out of the military and there were wars going on and things like that. And so it just kind of put into perspective how different of a generation they were, because I think with now, especially with how at least my age group, my age bracket from like the 16 to I'd say like 30 or 28 year olds, we're just, it's just such a different way of life. It's such a different, the grind is nonstop as it was back then, but it's a little bit different. It's not like you are, you're going to pick up pizza for somebody or going to pick up lunch for an executive. There is that aspect of it, but you are, you're always on, like you're always on with your friends. You're always on putting a show on with your, your um, clients, with whoever you work for, your, your employers. It's always on. You're always got a camera on you. You've always got a microphone in front of you. You've always got things going on and you always have that, that feeling, that pressure of, trying to perform, whether it be, like I said, whether it be in your friend group where you are, I mean, I don't know, trying to get an Instagram photo or trying to have a better time than everybody and show it on Snapchat and things along that nature. I didn't know when Snapchat came out, everything, do it for the snap was just something I used to live by. It would be whatever wild thing you could think of or do it for the vine, I think was also one uh, that a lot of people did, but it was just like something you live by, just, just the craziest things you could do. You'd film at parties, you'd film doing wild stuff. Um, we'd have bonfires and people would jump over the fires and things like that, go mudding and things along that nature. Um, but it's just that constant pressure of when these guys got off work, they went home and they went to their families and they had their friends and they talked and they went to dinner and things along that nature. But now it's like, you're always on, you're always connected. You're always talking to people, which don't get me wrong. is something that I think is awesome and, and I'm blessed to be a part of a generation. Where we have this technology because as a super connected person, I don't think I could survive on just going home after work's done and then sitting there and doing nothing. I don't think I could survive on not having those connections everywhere with my friends that live in Utah, my friends that live in Texas, my friends that live five hours away, things along that nature on the East coast, anywhere. And being able to, to just talk to them in the drop of a hat. I think that that is such a wonderful thing, but it comes with its, its balance of, of bad as everything does. Everything's balanced. A lot of what we see now is people talk about just the horrible side of things or the absolute great side of things. But in reality, everything there's, there's always two sides to a coin. There's always a good and a bad with anything with the connection we have between using cell phones or being on social media or using computers, anything like that. There's, there's a good and a bad that comes with it. And so taking that with a grain of salt and using that to kind of evolve and get better is something I think that really it's kind of downplayed because of, People talk about, oh, the anxiety, oh, which there is. I mean, with the dopamine that we get from an Instagram like or things like that, there definitely is. But you can also leverage it into just great things. You can create all you want. You can um, connect with whoever you want in the world. You really Think about it. I remember growing up, 
where it was like you wondered you saw these people on tv i'll use an example like robin big robin big was a show that i watched growing up um from like middle school to i forget how many i think it was like three or five seasons and then it was rob Deerdex fantasy factory but you'd watch these shows and they would just be like okay as soon as the episode's over you're like you know nothing about them now it's like you see them hanging out with their kids on twitter you see them uh going to their favorite coffee shop it feels like these people are real people and I think that's something that's kind of taken for granted is just remembering those times before we had social media and they are used to kind of promote things and show, again, show your best life and things along that nature. And I think it's kind of taken a swing full circle of going from super flexing on Instagram and super flexing on Twitter or, or YouTube or Snapchat and gone kind of back to casual, which I think is, is like I said, it's that, it's that ebbs and flows, it's that, that balance of as soon as it goes full tilt one way it'll come back the uh, the other way eventually and so i think it's gotten more casual which is good and once again i think it'll it'll dip back down it'll go back to super flexing eventually um whatever platform comes next if these stick around for a while we just don't know um but we didn't realize that these people at least i didn't realize these people had lives or uh the nfl players so he was a big nfl fan growing up you would see these nfl players and it's like okay well you see them for three hours on sunday night football or our Sunday afternoon football. And then you're like, okay, I don't see him till next week. Now you get to see tweets from them. They could talk to you that they respond to people all the time. Uh, you see him on TikTok. You see what the locker room's like. I know Michael Pittman, I'm a Colts fan, which has been a rough life ever since 07, since we won the uh, super actually 09, whenever we went and got blown out by the saints. And that's why I'll forever hate the saints. But seeing these people's realities where it's like, okay, Michael Pittman, who was, we drafted for, um, he's a wide receiver. He's a big guy on YouTube. If you watch YouTube videos, him and his, um, now fiance are, uh, are big YouTubers. So you get to see these people have lives. Like they vlog about driving their Jeep around and going to the park. Like these people have lives, but holding them such on a pedestal when they have that mystery of that, that allure of not being, having access to these things, it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting sensation of bringing humanizing these people that that kind of get put on a pedestal because if you see them through a camera lens or you see them on your favorite TV show or hey they have a hundred they have a hundred million viewers every Saturday when their show comes out or they're keeping up with the Kardashians or whatever they are um, it kind of humanizes them and I think that that can be used in such a powerful way and the way I've been thinking about it is okay, these people are real people. These people walk on the ground they don't float above the ground they're not flying around these are real people and and that kind of humanizes them in a way that that at least motivates me realizing, hey, we you can do this. Like these people have bad days. These people don't look good all the time. These people aren't always at 100%. They have bad days. They have good days. These are real people. They walk around. They go to the grocery store, things like that. And it's kind of opened my eyes. And I've never really thought about it until talking about it on this podcast right now. But it's, it's that humanizing and allowing yourself to realize, hey, that these aren't untouchable people. These aren't these aren't anomalies. These are, these are humans that you share the earth with. Um, and we're all going to leave at some point and, and no one's, no one's better than that so far, as far as we know, but, um, we're all going to leave at some point. And the fact that you can, you can see these people, like I said, go to the grocery store or you see a Snapchat video of them just hanging out with their friends. It may be in a mansion in Malibu, but they're still hanging out with their friends. They talk about their struggles with relationships. Like everybody has, it kind of gives motivation to, to just get after the shit you want to do. Because like I said, they don't float above the ground. They got a heart. They got two arms, two legs, maybe even less than that. And, and, uh, they have the same struggles you do. They have problems with their family. They have problems with, with whatever it is, with their vices, things along that nature. And it, 
like I said, it's, it's turned, it's turned into motivation for me. It kind of started as like, okay, this is an interesting perspective of these celebrities and these people that are creating at the highest level and, and doing the things that you want to do, whether it be travel, whether it be, like I said, creating content, whether it be um, creating a brand, things along that nature. And it, it goes to show that that anybody can really do it. And I think that using that as a motivation, like I said, the flip side, you hear a lot about the social media side of, hey, this is um, this is the bad things. It causes anxiety, it causes depression, dopamine overload. Those are valid points, but I also think we're very quick to judge as a society things along that nature. I think anxiety is a problem. I think depression is definitely a problem. And I think that we are a little too quick to throw titles on things. I think people don't realize that everybody gets sad. Everybody gets anxious. It's about handling it properly. And like I said, these are not issues that I'm, that I'm, um, what's the best word for it? These are not issues that I'm denying. These are not issues that are, that aren't real. Like I said, I totally respect it. I've had, I've had my own dealings in the past, but I think we also have to realize that identifying that most of us, no, 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 that's, that's, little to skate around it that all of us have anxieties all of us have worries all of us have issues with not not feeling themselves all the time um and some more than others obviously we're all different some people are taller than other people some people are stronger than other people it's just how it is and some people struggle in different ways but realizing that everyone has that struggle and everyone has that fear is kind of um i think underplayed in in the in the bigger channels of whether it be influence or content creation everybody has those struggles everybody gets worried about things and once again, not downplaying the fact that some people are stronger than others. That's very true. Um, but I think identifying that it's a normal thing is is a very large step that needs to be taken. And I think it's kind of come around recently. I know with the Logic song, whenever he was talking about the suicide hotline and the awareness with that, I think that was a big step and kind of people came out with, oh, I've had problems with this. Oh, I've thought about it. Oh, things like that. And it's just like, it, it's, it's true. And that's great that people are, are comfortable enough to get that out there because as soon as you realize that, Hey, these are very normal things. This is just human nature. This is the human condition of, of worrying about things and stressing about things. And, Oh, am I good enough? Oh, am I good, Am I smart enough for this? Am I good enough for this job? Um, am I attractive enough for this person? Everybody has those worries. You deal with them in different ways. And as soon as you realize those are normal, it kind of takes the power out of them. And one of the books I was listening to, I think it was called the confidence gap they talk about how dealing with fear specifically is realizing that, Hey, these people that achieve at the highest level, they don't have any less fear than you do. It's just, they, they, they know that it's normal and they allow it to happen. And the whole motif of being fearless and having no fear and feeling nothing is completely irrational. It's completely not true. It's the fact that they know how to handle it and they blast through it is what we really idolize. And it's kind of under the rug, so to speak, for lack of a better term, under the rug of, okay, I'm fearless. I don't feel fear at all. But instead we, we actually, what we really think of these, these, whether it be a character, um, whether it be a superhero, anything like that, or whether it be someone we read about, they have as much fear as we, as, as, as the next person, as I do, as you do, but they just, they realize that it's a normal thing. And they realize that action is the enemy of anxiety and that you need to get after it. And as soon as you start moving, momentum is the most powerful force in the universe. As soon as you start moving, things will come and things will get easier. And, you'll be able to adapt and, and keep going. And so I think with that comes a lot of things. Like I said, the whole social media anxiety, I think that loving yourself is, is a big thing that is also being talked about in, in many different ways. I think people go about it, can go about it the wrong way. Some people go about it the right way. Like I said, there's a balance of it, but 
truly loving yourself is, is kind of a wild concept to just talk about and think about. And I think that when it comes to that, you can, you can say you do, but until you really kind of internalize it and toss it back and forth and really realize, okay, these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses and getting real with yourself is when you really, when you really start to achieve it. And when you really start to go, okay, I'm in my own skin. This is the one, this is the one body you got. As far as we know, this is the, this is medical medical um, technology has not gotten to the point I don't think unless it's happened recently where you can just hop into another body and start over or you can hop into another body you can alter your body you can get a nose job you can get muscle implants you can get um, fat reduction whatever but this is the one the one body you got the, the flesh vessel as a uh, Joe Rogan would put it but um, this is the one body you got and, and just looking in the mirror and be like damn Find out what you like about yourself. Find out what you don't. See if you can change it. There's some things you can't change. You can't change your height. You can't change. Um, I guess you can change like your eye color. You can change your hair if you really want to. But my point is you can. there's some things you can't change and there's a lot of things you can change. Um, if you want to get in better shape, if you want to get stronger, if you want to just be healthier all around, if you want to be able to run further, you can do all those things. And it's realizing, hey, I love myself, but also I can improve. And coming to finding that balance, once again, I think balance is kind of the theme of this podcast, finding the balance between, yes, I'm happy, but I know I can evolve and that'll turn into more happiness instead of, oh, I'm, I'm right here, but you know, I'm not where I should be. So I'm going to, I'm going to beat myself up and not let myself start is, uh, is something I think that, that people struggle with is, is kind of looking down on yourself. Like, Hey, why am I not, why am I not there? Why am I not? 50 pounds lighter. Why can I not run two miles further? Things along that nature. But knowing that, that you're good right now, but you can always get better and having that, that excitement to get better and turning that, that anxiety into excitement. One of the things in the book was that these, these professional athletes and these professional performers and these, these professionals, um, in any of their craft that need to perform at a high level, they don't say they're, they're worried or they don't say they're fearful. They say I'm excited or they say, um, I'm revved up or I'm, or I'm in, in a flow state. And, um, so it's just turning that, it's that perspective that we've talked about in a lot of podcasts, turning that perspective into something positive, into something, like you said, once you get comfortable with that, that feeling of fear and knowing, Hey, every single, all 7 billion people on this planet feel fear in different ways for different reasons. Some people feel it in their chest. Some people feel it in their gut and, you know, different situations. It'll feel different for you too, but realizing that, Hey, and turn that fear into like excitement into giddiness into ready as opposed to, Oh my God, I'm so fearful and I'm, it locks me up and I don't know what to do. And it's easier said than done because as soon as you get on that hook of fear, it's hard to get off, but you gotta, you gotta take a second, take a step back and then you can just run forward and go after it. And so realizing that in the moment is like I said, very difficult and, and, easier said than done. But as soon as you work it, it's like a muscle. As soon as you work on identifying the fear, realizing, Hey, I've, I accept that I'm, that I'm afraid. I'm worried about this job interview. I'm worried about this, this MMA match that I've been training for. Um, worried about this test. As soon as you accept that fear, it immediately loses some of its power. It immediately goes from, Oh my God, Oh my God, I can't do anything. I can't do anything. Okay. Fear. I'm afraid straight up. I'm afraid. And then it goes from, I'm afraid to, okay, what can I do now? Can I study more? Can I train harder? And then going into those next steps with with a with a mindful with a mindful approach and and realizing every crap every every word you read being mindful about okay we're studying this is the goal and sometimes you come up short that's just kind of what happens sometimes you go down the wrong path like we said earlier talking about the two different paths where you go from okay well what 
if I would have picked A instead of B, then then this is regret of choice. But the regret is not making a choice and waiting too long and missing both exits. So it comes with it comes with that that decision. But um, but like I was saying, I kind of kind of lost my train of thought. But um, but yeah, just deciding and knowing that that whatever decision you want to make, just just figuring out. Okay, I'm fearful. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid to talk to this girl at the bar. I'm afraid of failing this test. And guess what? You're gonna fail some tests. You're gonna get shut down quite a bit. It's just it's just the way of the road, as uh as Ricky would say. But you got to realize that that's just that's just one step closer to where you're supposed to go. The road to success is obviously not a straight path. It goes forwards. It goes backwards. You get lost. You you lose sight of what you were going after. You might find something completely different while you're lost in those woods trying to figure things out. But the point is that you're moving and that you're moving with intention. You're moving mindfully and, and getting after things you want. And there'll be a lot of people in your way. There's going to be a lot of people that talk shit about you. They might be your closest friends. They might be people that you've never heard of. Um, but that's just kind of how it is because a lot of people are fe- afraid of going after their goals. So why, why would, when Bob goes after his goals, when I'm sitting here doing nothing, why would I want him to do that? Cause what happens if he succeeds? What happens if he gets happy and achieves his dream? And I didn't, what happens if that does? And guess what? I have the weight of him on my shoulders. And so it's that mindset that, that kills dreams from, from outside people. So that's why I try to encourage, um, my friends and every time if you've known me growing up you know anytime anybody tells me anything i say go for it go do it i want to be tiktok famous go do it oh i want to be a famous violin player go do it because i'm not going to be the one to shoot down dreams i'm not going to be the one that that's gonna that's gonna stop anyone from doing it even if i didn't know you i mean you can you can if you knew me growing up and we kind of had these conversations about about getting real and about what what people really wanted to do hundred, I bet you, I bet whatever you want to bet on it. I told you go for it. I told you you should do it because I will not be that one. And it's just like, why would you ever shoot that down? Why? And I mean, I do get it. I went through a phase a lot of, for a while uh, with insecurity and, and everyone else's success kind of pissed me off. And cause I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't, I wasn't where I wanted to be physically. I wasn't where I wanted to be in school. I was just with, with socially with girls. I wasn't anywhere where I wanted to be. So I was just that shit that was like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. I w- and I mean, I didn't talk to anybody. So it wasn't, I wasn't like <laughs> I was shooting anybody's dreams down. But then I was like, why, why would that affect me at all? And so every time I talk to people, I'd be like, you know what, go for it. You want to be the best architect in the world? Go for it. You want to plant the, the best palm trees in the world? Go for it. Because I'm not going to be the one to shoot down. And also, what happens if they do make it? And they go, hey, come to my, uh, I don't know what awards you get for being a famous violinist, but come to the award show, come hang out. You, you believed in me in third grade. You believed in me in eighth grade PE when I said I wanted to achieve it. And I did. Why would you not want a bunch of those on your team? Why would you not want that circle running around? And so I think it's laying the foundation for just having a winning culture around yourself, whether it be socially, whether it be family related, it's just having that winning side and that winning mentality and boosting people up and, and building building the tallest building in town by not knocking other buildings down, but, but building the biggest building and letting other buildings build with you until you, you all achieve. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. It's to, to have the, to have the, uh, the cul-de-sac as me and my friends say, have the cul-de-sac where you're all rolling up in your Lamborghinis and you're all just with your gorgeous wives or, or, or husbands or whoever. And you're just looking at each other. Like we made it. We own the block. It's like, that's the goal. What, what's the point of being rich and being alone? For real. Like, think about that. What's the point of being rich and powerful and alone? Fuck that. I don't want that. 
I want, I want people by my side. I want a unit. I want a team by my side. And so that's why I try to breed, um, positivity in, in a lot of relationships. That's why I try to cut to the chase, whether it's, we're, we're talking like, what do you want to do? What gets you out of bed? What's that idea that you thought maybe, maybe one day I'll go achieve it. Why wait? Like, that's the real stuff. That's what I really care about. And that's what I like talking to people because I find out what makes you tick. Some people are cool with a nine to five job, hanging out and just being happy and drinking beer on weekends and hanging out, watching football. And that's fantastic. What, who am I to judge? Who am I to, who am I to care if that's your, your life? That's awesome. Get it. Cause when you're on your deathbed and you're pumped, that's the way you live. Who's going to give a shit if, if Bobby down the street or if your friend Kevin was like, Oh, well, he's not really doing Dude, you had a smile on your face for 90 years out of your life. You won. And it's just, it's just getting after that. And it's just doing that kind of stuff. But yeah, I try to try to help out with any, with any motivation, with any, any talks to people. I like, I like gassing people up. I love it. I love just seeing people succeed. It's just, it really gets me going. It really, it really juices me up. And, uh, and yeah. So if you guys, uh, would, you want to reach out to me and talk to me, um, I would love it. DM me on Instagram, on YouTube, comment, anything. Um, and just let me know what you think about, about all this stuff, about the hustle, about, um, about dealing with fear, anxiety, and, and kind of, how you think it's portrayed throughout like the social media avenues, the influencer avenues, things like that. Just give me your opinion. Let me know. Uh, I appreciate it on comments, on DMs, anything. Um, but I've been your host, Jack Hummel. That's at Jack Hummel on Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, everything. If you could give my YouTube a subscribe and uh, come go check out some of the videos. Some of the videos are really, really good and I'm working on putting out a lot more. And uh, give me a follow on Instagram and uh, I'd really appreciate it. And like I said, I'd love to talk to you guys. Keep going attack everything because uh, you got one shot at this whole thing. And uh, if you haven't check out the YouTube videos, cause we do an after dark after hours session and we talk a little bit, sometimes it's long time. Sometimes it's short on the YouTube videos. But like I said, I've been your host, Jack at Jack Hummel on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and everything else. And uh, like I said, if you could subscribe to the podcast or follow it on Spotify, I really appreciate it. You guys have a great week and I will talk to you next week. Peace.